0: Hello, here we are on May 10th, uh, 2000... Oh, wait, am I on the wrong date? Um, hmm, I'll have to check that. We are at the Science Fiction Club meeting for May 2017, and we are talking about the uh, book *Sundiver* by David Brin. And uh, here we go.
1: Actually, it's May the 11th. <laughs> And uh, I read this book years ago, and I really think he's improved as an author since then. The only part that I really liked was the last seven or eight chapters where they actually get down to talking about the sun and all of that, and they get away from this murder mystery stuff. I'm not a mystery fan, so I really wanted to just get down into the Adventures of the sun and and there's some fabulous dialogue closer to the end of the book where I don't know if the guy's hallucinating or if he's actually having a dialogue with the sun itself, but it was a wonderful piece of writing and uh, so that's about the only part I like, starting with about chapter twenty three or twenty four and going on to the end of chapter, I guess it was thirty one I think was the last chapter. The rest of it just, I don't know, I just couldn't focus on, you know, finding the killer of the, um, the the sentient species, monkey, I think, or chimp or whatever he was, and I think somebody else got killed, and it just, it just dragged on for me. I, I really couldn't get into the first part of the book at all.
0: Well... Oh, Lissy says hi, by the way. She's uh, proofreading. Uh, She's leaving uh, in a week, and she wants to try to cram in as much as she can before she leaves for a little trip in about a week or so. Uh, We did not finish the book. We are sorry, but we just were so bored. We got about two and a half hours in, a little less. And uh, the guy whose name I can't even remember was taking the guy's pills from his jacket the guy who runs the Mercury space station or something. Oh, I should add parenthetically here that I I was sick for about five days uh, starting last Friday. I just really recovered fully today. I feel fully recovered. And we were, I imagine we were going to read some of it this weekend, but it's just, there was no, we didn't even know what was going on because, I mean, we were to, over two hours in. We don't know why he was going there. They Nobody told him anything that I can remember. And we just—I don't know—we were just bored.
2: Well, I found it rather complex and a little confusing. Uh, uh, there were there were parts I found interesting. I liked the beginning when he was—I um, I can't even remember the name of the, the, the main, <laughs> of the main character—but with the dolphins, that was interesting. And and the portrayal of the different species of aliens, you know, the Fagin uh, who looked like a vegetable—that was in- interesting.
3: Mary.
2: Uh, it had, you know, there was some sort of mystery uh, when you get towards the end, and you find out that the the one species who was supposedly subservient to the other turned out to be the one who was actually perpetrating the m- murders. He called he caused the chimp, if I understood it correctly, caused the chimp's ship to, to or fall into the sun. Um, I'm not sure of the motives exactly. It says, you know, I think he was just jealous of. Of the fact that the that the uh, humans were being uh, you know were taking their place in the in the hierarchy of the of the species, and the fact that the humans were the only species that didn't have a uh, a species who helped them you know uplift, but it was a a little bit unclear to me um, what what the reasons were for him to to go out and and forge everything, and even even you know. make people believe that there were actually those creatures from the sun that were actually printing these signs out with letters when it turns out that that he was just projecting onto the minds of the people. So there was a lot of complexity. There was one area, a long area, in which he was talking about the the, the Cherokee, the history of the Cherokee Indians, which was I I think the main character was was, uh, uh, descended from them, which perhaps was quite a bit of a diversion, diversion from the main plot of the book, but in general, I thought it was rather interesting.
4: Well, I found the first couple of hours kind of draggy. I got caught up in the mystery, so I kind of enjoyed it. I liked the technology. I liked the uh, alien species. Uh, Although Later on in the series, I think it's the last book. Uh, it really got to be a kind of a pain with you know the the superior species and the inferior species, and all this sort of thing. Uh, I went back and looked to see if there was a previous book because I would have liked to know. In the beginning, he mentions that his wife or girlfriend jumped off a 20 foot something or other and was killed I would have loved to have known what that was all about uh, so I I think it was an okay book I don't know that I'd want to read any more of the series again because I have read them all and by the way the principal or at least the principal human character was called Jacob I think
2: it's unfortunate we have, no, we have such a small turnout on uh, uh, Layla well, Hope I finally pronouncing her name correctly and sent an email to the list enthusiastic about, you know, meeting tonight. It'd be interesting to hear what she would have thought or thinks and
0: and a couple others that normally come. Yes, indeed. Um yeah, Jacob, that was it. And uh, yeah, he was investigating that guy who had some psychological problems who ran the Mercury station but well over 2 hours into the book we have no idea what he's doing there. I mean, he gets on the ship but uh, I mean, if I missed it, I don't think I missed it. Um nobody tells him why they're going to the sun. I mean, they're right there and some of the descriptions were interesting. I mean, he he does spend some time talking about what mercury looks like as they're approaching and they go into the tunnel, you know, and they you know, they go underground and you know, there, there's some interesting descriptions there. I, I did like that, I will say. But I just, there was just no dramatic tension. There was no, I don't know. Uh, we just uh, didn't, uh, couldn't stick with it. So we're reading something different now.
2: Well, as far as the end it got sort of exciting. You know, when they were chasing that, chasing that alien around the ship, and of course he is, he became romantically involved with the. Um what was her name? The the was she the the one who ran the mission? I forget her. It's unfortunate I can't remember. I have a good trouble remembering all the names of the characters. But uh, perhaps if you had stuck to it, you might have found it, you know a little better towards you know as it got towards the end.
1: I don't know because I I didn't finish the beginning part. I think I quit around the time that that Evan quit and. Uh, I skipped to the end because things were were speeding up a little bit. But even then, it was a bit too descriptive. And uh, at the very end, there's a a conference with, I guess, a couple of corporate people, and they're trying to figure out what actually happened and uh, why the ship did what it did and all that. And uh, um, even that was kind of vague. I don't know why he put that at the end. It just kind of sat there and not one of his better books I'm afraid
4: well the conference at the end was actually between uh, the governments of earth or of the human beings I guess would be a better way to put it Um, because all of the stuff they were talking about kind of got explained in the last few chapters Um, and even I don't remember why I think the alien with the laser beam eyes, whose name I don't remember, was trying to spoil the human's idea that they were an independent species because that if that was the case, then he wouldn't have had then we would be superior to his um Human species, but there's a lot of politics in it, and they don't mention very much about it. Um, the teddy bear entity, and that's what I'm going to call him because he was the he was for the library. He was trying to ruin the idea that humans didn't have a uh, not a predator. What do they call a someone that precedes you? Anyway, someone that a species that raised the human beings uh, up to um, sentience. He was going to do this, and then point, then display that. At least as I remember, was going to um, say that humans did have progenitors. They were in the. They were the sun people, and then he was going to prove that they were frauds, or or. It did get a little complicated. And that was about the time people were being murdered and you kept wondering. At that time, the laser creature was trying to dis- destroy the ship. So it got a little confusing towards the end, even for me. I'd have to read it again. and I thought it was an okay book, but it isn't a multiple-read book. So
2: what, about what, you know, what was interesting is some of the... If you want to call it the fauna that they actually saw in the sun, those those herded animals that were being herded—I forget the name—and then the, the and the herders, and then there were the actual sun. What I went, alien creatures that were superior. I guess the dominant species in the sun, and I and I think I think they actually intervene at the end to pre- prevent um, that alien with a laser of, of of killing everyone. I believe, if I remember correctly, it's a little that part part got a little confusing. Also I mean but apparently they I think at the end of that conference was how to establish ongoing relations with these sun creatures and how to
4: deal with the other races in the galaxy
2: um, well I guess there's not that much more to discuss about the but we got to come up with something that really uh, we've been striking out on some books in the uh, recently we got to so we can come up with something really that we'll all enjoy.
1: Well, the one I'm starting to read right now is Mike Resnick's A Miracle of Rare Design, which is only about six hours long. But I've got some other stuff on my stream, which I can't remember now. A lot of it's by Fred Paul and one by Sherry Tepper that just came out a couple of weeks ago on Bard. And I've had to re redesign my... SD card because I had a couple of corrupt files that messed it up, and so I copied the files that I could onto my PC and then copied them back after reformatting the cards. So I think everything's working now, but in the process it took a good hour and a half to fix that. But anyway, that's one I'm starting now, the one by Mike Resnick.
0: Yeah, somehow I missed that. Thanks for reminding me. I meant to ra- to grab that when I was up there. Um, but I, I'd be interested in reading that one, um, but I know Lissy wouldn't like it or, or right off the bat, just from the synopsis. She doesn't want to hear about anything that would make him uh, gradually forget his humanity. She isn't going to touch that.
2: Well, we're, you know? And, we should keep a list of some of the other books that, that we discussed as possible reads and then put them off, and now I... Uh, Does anyone remember some of the other choices that we had spoken about in past meetings?
1: Well, I don't. I just have the list that I sent to the list. You know, the various uh, books that come on Bard in different times and different places. And um, a lot of the stuff recently has not been of top quality, I don't think. Um, They're trying to get more science fiction up there, apparently, but. Um, so much of it is just for young people or for kids or it's kind of the same old military stuff. And, you know, there are a few exceptions. But the problem is that um, I only have about a year of those list items that I sent to our group. And um, I don't know that... uh, I would have any ideas right off the top of my head.
2: What about that one that we talked about, about the cats or something like that? I forget, it the Cat Nation or something like that. Remember that uh, we, we briefly mentioned a couple of those books or a few meetings ago?
1: Yeah, that was Fuzzy Nation, and I think some people have already read it. I mean, I read it a couple of times, and I wouldn't want to reread it. But it's another really short one, so I don't know. Um don't know.
0: Can you guys hear me at all? I don't think you can. Well, I have a couple of rereads here that I haven't read for 25 m- more more years. I want to reread Empire of the Ants and I want to reread Vacuum Flowers, but I'm not sure if they will appeal how many people they will appeal to. It doesn't sound like Mary would want to read Empire of the Ants. And I also want to read, for the first time, this Ken McLeod that just came up the other day, The Corporation Wars. I'm curious to hear what... I haven't even read the dust jacket stuff on that. I just I collected a fair number of zip files, and since, as I said, I was sick, I was in bed for a few, several days, actually. I was up for a short periods, and I'd start feeling bad again and get back... To, so I accumulated a fair number of books before I got sick, and then I finally got them all copied today, and the last couple of days I got a couple more, but um, The Corporation Wars and, you know, this new McLeod, I do want to read that, I don't know if that will be of interest to people, it's going to be pretty far out, uh, Vacuum Flowers is pretty far out too, as, as I recall. Uh, I was very impressed with it when I read it in Asimov's um, they really did some good serials back in the 80's and the 90's I will say, that was under Gardner Dozois' editorship, which is why I still like to collect his year's best anthologies because I don't like everything he he uh, collects or publishes, but he's got some good taste, I think anyway, um, so those are the three that I want to read soon I keep,
4: I keep hearing a very weak voice. Is
0: that you, Lelia? It is me, and I'm trying to turn up my volume. Can you guys not hear me? Very low. We we heard you pretty good, pretty good, and then you faded out again.
1: Yeah, it was weird. My braille display said Leland, and it didn't. Um, if there was a voice, I sure didn't hear it.
2: Well, I personally would like to read The Empire of the Ants. I, I think it, it sounds very very
0: interesting. Well, it is one of those books that really does take, try to take you into the viewpoint of another creature. Um, it's hard to do. Uh, and it's all the more impressive because this is actually a translation of a French book uh, published in French. And he does a pretty impressive job I think. Um, and that's really what it's about. It's about seeing the world from a completely different point of view. And how well can an author do that? That is one of science fiction's major uh, uniquenesses. Is you know, No other form of literature can do that. You can see things from another human point of view, but only science fiction can show you things from an alien point of view, and there aren't many things on Earth that are more alien than ants when you think about it. There aren't too many. But he does a good job with it.
5: Uniquenesses?
0: Sorry.
5: (laughs) Can you guys hear me now, or am I too loud?
0: Not too loud, but you're audible. You're a little bit lower than I would like, but you're still, you're definitely audible now.
1: Actually, you could turn it up a little more, I think. How's that?
0: Sounds good. I think you're quite quite
2: uh, understandable.
1: Yeah, no, I suggest a little more, and that, yeah, that's best. That's good. Okay, I'll leave it there.
2: Give us your opinion of the book. Every most people didn't like it um, before. We're talking about new books or something to read for next month, but we certainly would like to hear what you thought of it.
5: Well, can you guys hear me still, or did it re- default? No, it's it's okay. I read this book a bit ago. Um, is this the one with the, um, what's the name, um, Bubba Cub and the Pila and stuff like that? Yes. I actually liked it. It took me a bit to get into it. Um, I really wish that the, um, I never expected that the – oh, God, I can't remember which alien was – I haven't read it in so long. I didn't expect the person or the alien that actually was sabotaging things to be the one that was sabotaging things.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, he, he seemed to be so subservient and so docile during most of the book that it was rather a surprise when he turned out to be the one that was doing that.
5: Well and I actually liked him. They started wanting to kill the uh, cauliflower.
2: And you remember about the creatures? You know the the, 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 the the creatures in the sun, the the animals that were that were like herds and the herders, and then the uh, the the superior beings in the sun. That was an interesting display of of alien life in a very harsh environment.
5: That was cool. The sun ghosts and stuff like that. That was cool. Um, this author had some really good thought processes. Um, I And actually, I think that I... Yeah, I actually read all of that series thanks to, I think, Mary and Evan.
0: I might have to uh, speed through some of that book to get to the sun creatures because I really would like to read about that part anyway.
1: Yeah, as I said at the beginning, I think his writing improves vastly once he gets into the... Um, uplift series and the you know Heaven's Reach and all that stuff because that he has descriptions but they're a lot more readable and a, a lot more approachable and uh, I think his writing gets much better. Of course, I think the copyright date on this first one was in the early 1980s, if not 1980. And uh, he, I think, he was just. He wasn't really just starting out as a writer, but he had only written a few books previously. So I think his writing has improved, definitely.
5: I totally agree with you, Mary. I actually liked the Uplift series, the ones about the dolphins and stuff, better than I liked this first one. And like I said, it took a bit for me to get into it and actually understand it for a a bit. It's like, what? Am I going to read this book or am I not? And once I did... The sun creature that was uh, wow! I I really really liked the sun ghosts and the herds and the and that you know how they they uh, wanted to communicate and then uh, that that creature was trying to sabotage the whole thing and yeah I have to say it was a good book but I have to agree with Mary the the rest of the Uplift series is a lot better than that one.
2: So now we're trying to figure out what to read for next month. So if you have any suggestions, later let us know.
5: There was a, I think it was Mary who was talking about some book about ants.
2: That's the one we're talking about, the Empire of the Ants, which Mary doesn't want to doesn't like or doesn't want to read. I read something else, something called Mort that had to do with ants too, if I remember correctly. Unless I'm confusing with the same book, but I don't think so. I think there was another there's another book on With the name of Morte, if I remember, M O R T E, or something like that. That has to do with ants and and
0: stuff too.
5: You know, honestly, guys, it's getting harder and harder to find science fiction uh, that's not that's 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 good anymore. And like Evan said before, it's because science fiction is now becoming science reality.
0: Well, I posted about Empire of the Ants the other day because. Bard has it categorized under fantasy, but it's uh, I read about it in either Asimov's or analog a long time ago. and then NLS came out with it. and then of course, I, and I looked it up on Wikipedia and they have it categorized as science fiction also. So I am eff- definitely disagreeing with Bard's categorization here, just as they categor miscategorized Aristoi as science as fantasy. And that's even less of a stretch than Empire of the Ants was. That's far out science fiction, but it's definitely science fiction. And they categorize that as fantasy. Somebody up there isn't paying attention.
5: You know, I agree. I saw that AeroStore, and, and when I looked at the description, I'm like, how could you even... That's That's just absolutely... You, you always want your librarians or whoever categories, categorizes stuff to know what they're doing. You expect them to like to read. You expect them to know their categories. And I understand if something like blends into something, you know, like horror and suspense do sometimes. But this is total
0: science fiction. That did not make any sense. So, do you want to read the uh, Empire of the Ants, or do you have other suggestions before we try to get a consensus going here? Bard, Bard did post a few other books, as we talked about Aristoi, and um, which I don't remember very well. I mean, Williams. I mean, it's far future to stuff, but for some reason, it just it just rolled off me when I read it. I don't know. He just, for some reason, it just didn't have whatever. But I I might give it another try. Vacuum Flowers, which I really did enjoy when uh, Asimov's put it out, and NLS did come out with it on cassette, and there are a few others out there. They've had, they posted some, there's the Frederick Pohl trilogy. Oh man, I'm blanking on the name of the first book that sounded kind of, that it might be kind of interesting. What's that, Mary?
1: keep thinking it's the other end of time but i might be wrong i've got them all on my stream so i'm definitely going to read them whether we read them or not um but yeah you know it's they're trying to get a lot of the older stuff up there so unfortunately a lot of it isn't all that good but it's a treat when they get stuff up there that we've been waiting for for a million years so anyway whatever um I'll take a look at the Empire of the Ants if we end up reading it, and I'll see if I can get through it, whatever. I mean, there's bound to be periods when we have good stuff and periods when we have average stuff and all that. It's just part of the way things go with SF.
5: I have an idea, but let me ask you a question first. Have we ever read um, that author, Evan uh, Williams, I think you said? The guy who wrote that Aristoi?
0: Nope.
5: I think we should try out this author. It's always good to try out new authors and see what we think.
1: Yeah, I think he put another book up there. I mean, I think that Bard put another book of of his up there just a few days ago, and it was one of the more military ones. It's Walter John M- Williams don't know if he's still around or not, but he published a lot of stuff in, in Asimov's, if I recall correctly.
0: Yeah, he did, and he published a fair bit in some of the in the best-of-the-year anthologies. This Voice of the Whirlwind. I don't remember that very much either. Um, so we can try that if you like. It's pretty far out, um, as I recall, um, but uh, we can try that if you like. Um, emperor of the ants is also an author we haven't tried before but that's the only thing he's written as far as i know other than the two sequels that uh, we don't have um, so um, okay what are we what are we thinking if anybody wants to hear any blurbs i can play them
1: i had voice of the whirlwind on my stream and then today when my card got corrupted i think it just went with the Corrupted Files, so I I know I had it, and it looked pretty good, actually. A bit militaristic and a bit political, but what else is new these days?
4: I think if Voice of the Whirlwind is by the Williams guy, I think I'll go with that, because there's nothing worse than starting a series and then discovering that, thanks to Bard, uh, we aren't going to finish this
0: series. Wait, are we talking about Voice of the Whirlwind or Aristoi? Because they put up both of them, and I'm not sure which one we're going to—we're thinking about reading here. Because I—I don't have Voice of the Whirlwind here. I didn't download it yet. I downloaded Aristoi, but I didn't download Voice of the Whirlwind.
5: Is Aristoi a series or is it a standalone?
2: Oh, it's a
0: standalone.
2: Could you perhaps give us an idea what it's about, or do you have it there that you can uh, play it? The, you know, the what the the beginning information. Library of Congress Annotations.
3: Gabriel is one of the Aristoi, highly advanced humans, who use their mastery of virtual reality to explore distant places in the electronic world of the Hyperlogos. He soon learns that a rebellious Aristoi threatens to tamper with the society's entire data system, violence, some strong language, and some descriptions of sex. 1992. From the Book Jacket. Gabriel is an Aristos, one of the elite of human society, a lord of technology. On the planet he built, in the realized world, he is like a god. In the Onyra Cronon, Gabriel is only one of many Aristoi, and not the greatest. There, in the electronic world of the Hyperlogos, the Aristoi vie for power and prestige in ever more complex manipulations of their common virtual reality. Gabriel has discovered something that threatens the whole human race. Somewhere in the galaxy, is an Aristos who has gone mad. Other books by Walter John Williams.
5: I
2: vote for that one. Yeah, it sounds like it might be good. How long is it, does it say? How do you spell Aristoi?
0: This is 15 hours, and uh, it's A-R-S-A-R-I-S-T-O-I. Hold on here. Let me get back to the beginning here. Ambassador of Hold Other books. Books. Copyright 1990- There Hold no on. little Copyright 1992
3: by Walter John Williams. Read by Rick
0: Rowan. Oh, I was trying to get the number. 44728 four, A-R-I-S-T-O-I and it's 15 hours and 19 minutes or something like that. Alright. Let's go with that one. Yeah, it's going to be uh, well, let's see. It's May 11th so our next meeting would be on June 8th. So uh, we have only four weeks this time. So you guys are going to have to get cracking. Actually, you know, we could do this in a weekend if we put our minds to it, but We don't have that much time now. I used to be able to do that stuff. I could just stay up and read a book, and the next day was done. Anyway, um, all right, if we're going to vote for that, then Mary, did you vote?
1: Well, I'll just go along with what everybody else decides at this point. Um, I'll just read it and see if I like it. And if I don't, I'll probably still read it.
5: Marshall, are you okay
1: with it?
4: Yeah. Uh, if I don't like it, I'll just stop reading it. Um, I'm having a real hard time finding any good, interesting science fiction. Um, in fact, I got so frustrated I went back and read the Dragonflight, Dragon Quest, White Dragon trilogy
0: earlier this week. I still want to read the. Paratois Trilogy. I know it's cheesy. I don't really buy the premise, but I enjoyed them anyway, and they're, you know, they're just entertainment. It's science fiction technically, uh, well, even more than technically, I guess, even though I don't buy the, you know, the central premise of the, you know, the two people with one mind type thing, but um, I'm gonna go back and read those before too much longer, I think. Um, I was so happy to see Bard finally get those up. Anyway, um, our next meeting is on June 8, 2017, and we're going to read Aristoy by Walter John Williams.